Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Tonight we're going to have a very uh, interesting and educational uh, show. We're going to talk about uh, the importance of men accepting a position as a positive role model in our society. Um, it's, it's, it's a sad situation where we are uh, facing with a lot of broken homes and daddyless children, more so boys. Uh, so we want to talk about the importance of men stepping in and teaching these these boys how to become men. You know, usually people would want to turn a blind eye or a deaf ear to a single mom in distress with the with the boy, but it takes a village. Now we are mindful that it's not the village responsibility. However, it is the village duty or obligation to help out. We all know that. A woman can't teach a boy how to be a man. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Good evening, good evening. Good evening. Good evening. My wife and my brother. How y'all doing this evening? Let's let's get into it. We're gonna talk about uh why should men accept the position as positive role models? in today's society. Well, for me, one, um, I think that it is important uh, for a man to be a positive role model in society. Um, I think everybody, of course, has impacts on society, but I think men do have an impact on society and their community as a whole. And that mm-hmm. a young man, when they're growing up, sometimes they look for that positive role model somewhere. And sometimes it's hard for them to find a positive role model. I can think back in the day, you could see a lot of positive role models on TV. Uh, as you were growing up in certain shows, you saw a positive role model who may have taught you how to handle business, how to uh, handle yourself in certain situations. Nowadays, you don't really see a lot of positive role models on TV. And if you can't find them in your community, you ain't see them on TV. Where do they find them at? Um, and I think this is why I believe there is a disconnect in regards to how young men treat people, how they lack of respect that may be out there, lack of entitlement that may be out there. Um, it causes a breakdown. And I think a lot of that deals with them not having a positive role model who teaches them young how to handle things, how to, um, you know, handle business. It's how to handle life in general and them growing up seeing it. There's always one thing to hear someone speak it, but sometimes when they actually see it in action, it sometimes hit home a lot deeper and they can kind of hold on to it a lot more. And I don't think they're able to see that to be able to grasp uh, what that really is. I agree. Wars? I agree. I um thinking uh, I'm actually thinking along the lines more so along the lines of a question and um this seems like 
for a couple of weeks we've been talking about the the role of a man and um, as a provider. And so this, I think the conversation tonight is, it's still kind of along the same aspect. So it seems like we're in sort of a series. So, and maybe the question that I'm about to ask was answered previously, but for some of those callers or streamers who's listening tonight, mm-hmm. um, I'd honestly just want to pose this question to either one or both of you. You talk about the importance of of the man and as a provider and, and now as a role model. Um, I, I would like to know, is it impossible for single mothers to be successful at raising a boy? No, not at all. It's it's not impossible for her to uh, raise a boy. However, the balance still has to be there. She still can't teach this boy how to be a man. Okay. You know what I mean? So, so I, I do. Go ahead. So it's it's not it's it's not impossible. Uh the odds are 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 greatly against her. So, in my in, in my opinion and my sincerest belief is that she should have a mentor for this kid somewhere in order to to make that connection between a boy and a man. Understood. Let's take it a step further. You have a single mom who has multiple children, maybe maybe all boys, maybe a boy and a couple girls or what have you. Um, let's say, and, and this is a real life, this happens. Let's say this single mom, she has a support system and family, um, but let's say that she's had just a, a bad deck of cards stacked against her when it comes to dealing with men. And so um, for her, trusting men just in general is hard for her more or less to have men involved with her children. So there is a reluctance or, um, I guess, a fear of getting close to men, even if it is for that purpose. So what, I guess, as a man, what advice other than just search for Because what it sounds like we're saying is, hey, moms, you're single. Find you a man to to help groom your son. Um, is there any other advice that you as men can give a single mother who's had just a bad draw when it comes to men and dealing with men? and um, has that fear of connecting with men, even if it is for the betterment of her boy. Tori, you go first. Yeah, if, you know, if they're in a position where they do have that fear, 
um, it doesn't necessarily have to be a man, I guess, that they're trying to be in a relationship with. Um, it could be someone in the family that is doing positive things, an uncle, a mm-hmm. brother. Um, I even know one of my friends who's in another state, he signed up for the Boys and Girls Club of America as a, a youth mentor. And a single mm-hmm. mother reached out to him to take her son around, you know, be around her son so that she could see a positive influence. He's a military veteran and things of that nature. So I guess in the scheme of things is that it doesn't have to be someone she's in a relationship with. It would be more mm-hmm. or less um, a positive person or a positive man that she may see in her family. Um, it could be a coworker that she feels, you know, he's taking care of his kids. She sees that positive. She may not have that in her family, but she can entrust that he could probably give her son some insight or guidance that, you know, he probably can't hear from her because at the end of the day, she's mom. And some things mm-hmm. he may want to hear from a male perspective, you know, not from mom. And, and that kind of thing, um, I would say just look at all avenues and see where mm-hmm. a positive role model can be for the young man. I agree. I, I would also say, you know, uh, to the service providers, you know, your barbers, to um, the mechanics, to whoever that, that, that she trusts with providing the service, you know, uh, that she sees that's doing well, you know, and he may, and he may take it upon himself to, to reach out to this kid, you know, the conversations that they have while he's in the chair or uh, while he's under the hood or whatever the case may be, there's opportunities to plant the seed. You know what I mean? Even just with a simple question is, how was your day or how was school? That's the start. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Sometimes it's just that little activity of showing them that you care could really open mm-hmm. them up to share things that they may not want to tell mom, but they grow in a trust with someone that is that they see positive that they can actually talk to. Um, I kind of over the youth at my church, and sometimes I ask them every Sunday, how's school? How are your grades looking? I get on them if they're not doing something right. Mama told me they was in trouble. Why was you in trouble? Talk to me. You know, certain things like that makes them feel comfortable talking to me. And sometimes they'll come to me and say, okay, this will happen, this will happen, this, this, this. So I think it's all about making that effort continually and consistently, showing that you care. It will allow a young man to actually make a relationship with a positive male role model, and it could help bridge that gap. Okay. Now, once again, we're not taking away from from the strength of women. You know, all thing we're trying to do is make sure that it's understood the importance of positive men. This this whole thing is to is to challenge the brothers to step up, to be more involved. Although they may not be yours, but watch how you how you govern yourself because somebody's watching. You know what I mean? That's what it's, it's, it's pretty much about. It's, it's not taken away from women at all or the strength of women at all by any means. But I think brothers got to step up if we're going to continue to have men as our successors 
or boys as our successors as men. Okay. Does that make sense? I understand that. Yeah, I I understand. I guess, you know, from from my perspective it's just you know from a woman's perspective it's it's almost and don't get me wrong, I know that women can't teach boys how to be men. It's it's just to me it's it's nearly impossible because we don't go through what men go through um, and vice versa. So I do think that there is a, a disconnect or a missing piece of the puzzle when a single mom has boys to raise. On the flip side of that, um, I actually want to acknowledge that not every situation is the same and that there are some there are some boys who are raised by single mothers and they turn out to be okay um, not taken away at all from the conversation or the point being that men need to step up and be role models and kind of carry that torch but you know, just speaking up for the moms out there and saying, look, you know, it's not impossible. You can do it. The best way to do it is if, if you don't have a husband or if the the dad is not involved for you to seek assistance from, you know, like you guys said, positive role models within the family, within the community, obviously, that you trust. Um, so that's the smartest thing to do if you're in a single parenting situation. Um, but if for some reason that doesn't happen and, and that's not possible and you don't have yourself surrounded by men who will step up to that challenge, um, it's, it's, not, it's, it's still not all bad. So my question is that, 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 uh, that, that guy that you said that, we, you know, was raised by the single mom. What, what man was he around? Oh, I don't know. I'm just saying. I, I, there are situations like that. I'm not saying that I know, you know, off the top of my head. Um, You know, I'm not saying that I know anybody personally, honestly, because even, you know, thinking back to my childhood when, you know, cousins that that I had who, who was raised by single moms, they, they had positive role models. Because think about when we were kids, even if you didn't have a man in the household as your, as your father or dad um, filling those shoes, there was still, like, we had that connection with, within the community where we had our village, okay? So for people of our generation that I grew up with, that I know that came up with single moms, there were, we had the positive mentorship going on. We had um, the barbers. We had the pastors in the community. We had uh, fathers of other children, like friends, dads, and, you know, uncles. And it was 
like we had that. You see what I'm saying? So, but I'm just saying, I'm I'm sure there has to be some success story where you know a, a young boy made it, and they may not have had the male guidance that they needed or that they should have had, but they're not um, a statistic, so to speak. They didn't, they didn't, you know, become part of their environment. They kind of overcame some of those obstacles. Um, so I, I don't know, you know, unfortunately I, I can't say what, you know, I, I can't name any specific situations where men absolutely was not involved. Well, it's, I mean, okay, everyone likes to, to compare um, LeBron James and, and, and Michael Jordan. And uh, my my argument has always been LeBron James didn't have didn't have the heart that Mike had. Well, LeBron also didn't have the men in his life that Mike had. You know, Mike had his his his, his dad. Mike had his 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 coaches throughout you know uh, his scholastic career. That helped develop. Heart men does that. That's that's kind of like you know we put them out there to fight, put them back out there in the fight. We're not just gonna coddle and and and, and grab him, go help help him understand and, and have an understanding when he's out there to to dig deeper. Um, and LeBron didn't quite have that when he came in in the league. He had to get around you know Dwayne Wade and and all the other ones to help make him better to help develop their heart. And my, my point for that analogy is when you have a, a man in, in a boy's life, he's going to add, add logic to it versus, oh, baby, you want, you know, the, 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 the nurturing. Oh, baby, you want to quit? That's fine. Oh, they shouldn't do you like that. Or you shouldn't have to play so hard or what have you versus the man saying, hey, don't give up, press harder. Dig deep, keep going, fight, fight, fight. Right. Um, can you hear me? Yeah, I'll hear you. Hello. Okay. Sorry about hey, that. Hey, how are you? I'm sorry, we have another call. We have another caller. Finish it. Yes, you are. Okay. Um, I was listening to you when you were talking about the responsibility of men, and I think men should become uh, positive role models and show social women. I don't know that um, if a woman is raising a son, let's say, for example, you have um, a woman who is married, she's now a widow, and she has a boy to raise. I think that if she's a responsible human being, she can teach that um, that boy to be a man. She doesn't have to teach him to play basketball. She doesn't have to teach him to play sports. He'll learn all that by going to school and copying the mannerisms of the other boys in his class. But if she's a responsible human, teaching him responsibility, giving him love, assurance, the right amount of discipline, 
he's going to grow up to be a man. He's physically a man. His DNA says he's a man. He's going to watch other men. He's going to grow up to be a man. And I think if a father who is a widower has a young daughter to raise, um, he may not know how to braid hair, but maybe he'll learn. But at the same time, if he's a responsible human being, then the girl is going to grow up to be a responsible female, a responsible woman. She'll learn how to act um, like her teenage colleagues uh, by going to school. So this controversy about a, um, a woman can't teach a man how to, a boy how to be a man and a man can't teach a girl how to be a woman, I don't understand that particular reason. Well, it's it's as simple as if you're if you're not a man, how are you gonna teach someone to be a man? Well, well you, you mean in the aspect of uh I I in the aspect of, I, I I kind of understand understood his, what he was saying, but I think that what he is missing um, is we are talking specific to the aspect of what men are supposed to do when it comes to certain situations, such as chivalry. We talked about chivalry um, and and how a man is supposed to treat a woman. We you know we talk about. Um, I mean, we could talk about tons of differences between men and women. First, women are emotional beings. Men are logical beings. So if if, if I'm a woman raising my son um, as a single woman and I don't have any male role models present in his life, um, he's going to more than likely grow up to be obviously a man because that's what God made him. However, some of his mannerisms or some of the things that he do or his ways will be similar to that of a woman because he's going to be probably more an emotional being than logical, right? So I think that when, we, when we're talking about um, that, when we talk about, about you know men teaching boys how to be men, we're, we're specifically talking about different ways that a man conduct himself that are different from that of a woman. He's going to learn the behavioral characteristics by growing up. When he sees girls acting like girls and boys acting like boys, he's going to act like a boy. But again, the major um, impetus should be responsibility. Teach the boy or the girl how to have good self-esteem, how to be responsible and in your ways of treating other people, how not to allow people to take advantage of you, and you will grow up to be a boy or a man, uh, yeah, or a girl or a woman. Well, before we continue, we're going to uh, – Invite Pastor to the line. Welcome him to the line. And I believe this is David. We're talking to or Joe. Hello. 
Okay, well, welcome back. Pastor, how are you? Pastor, how are you? I'm great. Hello. I'm great. Hello. We're talking about uh, why it's important that men accept the position as positive role models when dealing with uh, young boys in the community. Well, uh, you know, it's, it's personally speaking, I think it's um, our responsibility and duty. Um, you know, but now I, I will say this: I think it's really important to make sure, first of all, that um, you know we are who we're supposed to be. In other words, you know, you can't train someone the wrong way. I when I was getting on, I heard. My brother talking about um, you know um, you know training them and 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 they'll grow up to be who they're supposed to be or whatever. And I totally agree with him. But the thing about it is this, um, you know, um, because of their the way God made them. Okay, they're male and female and all that already. But you know, can can they learn responsibility? Can they learn um, um, you know uh, the duties of a man, do they have the confidence? You know, I, we live in an age now where you don't have very many confident men. You know, uh, even if you're behind the eight ball, you ought to have confidence enough to know that, you know what, this is part of life and uh, we're going to make it through this. You know, I just believe men ought to have a certain confidence level. And so in teaching the, the guys, we've got to make the younger guys, we've got to make sure that we have it ourselves. You know, it's hard for me to give you um, – a hundred dollars if I only have fifty, you know. So I, we got to make sure that we are where we're supposed to be. And a lot of times we end up um, the wrong people doing the training, you know. And that's that's you know a boy training a boy, and uh, I think that's uh, counterproductive, if you will. I happen to I happen to agree with you, um, but if you have a woman who is a responsible human being who is not a liar, who believes, let's say, in God, or if she can be a very good atheist and have moral values as well, then she's going to impart that to her boy. That's a boy to be a man. Oh, this call dropped. Ray, what you think about this, bro? Yeah, I agree with the pastor. Um, I believe that I think right now we have a lot of wrong people doing the training. And like I said, I think that's where a lot of the disconnect is. And I understand what the caller was saying in that if a young man is around other men at school, he'll pick up behavior and mannerisms. But it's more deeper than that when you look towards the attributes of a man and how they respond to things. Um, we respond differently to things, and we have to respond differently to things. Uh, like I said, we're more logical thinkers. We think things out in certain aspects. If he may not get that by hanging around people at school and things of that nature, especially if he's looking from the wrong person or looking at the wrong person, he's going to respond out of fear, anger, reaction, rather than thinking things out and understanding that there are consequences to your actions and that there are other people watching you and how you respond to these things. So not only 
does your reaction affect you, it can affect somebody else who's actually looking up to you and watching you. So it's always that extra piece that I think you only can get by actually being raised or not raised or being watching a positive male role model to understand how you handle adversity, how you handle different situations you're put into because you can't respond like everybody else responds. Absolutely. I think also, you know, you're looking at the boys in school, only thing they can teach you is how to be either a better boy or a bad boy. It, all they can teach you is how to be is a boy. If you're going to grow into a man, you have to learn from a man. That's me. Wife, what's your thoughts on that? Excuse me for one moment. Stand up, please. All right. Pastor, what do you think about that? I agree with what you're saying. I, I think for whatever reason, uh, it just keeps kind of pressing on me that we've got to be uh, careful who's doing the training uh, because – you know, if 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 I'm learning how to make soft drinks, you know, and you know how to make a, a, a you know Pepsi, and someone else knows how to make Coke, well, I'm going to make a soft drink. But am I making the the kind that I really, you know, supposed to be making? In other words, people do things differently, and we got to find sure. out the standards that the, that the trainers have, and if the trainers don't have the right standards. You know, um, in other words, okay, if 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 I'm training, if I'm training, uh, we're training young guys, and 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 you decide, okay, well, I'm going to teach young boys that these hands are made for, you know, picking uh, people up. These hands are made for helping people. These hands are made for encouraging, consoling, you know, like that. But then I come back and tell him, okay, these hands are made for, you know, when a woman gets out of her place, slapping her. And these hands are made for, you know, when little boys do beating them down. You know, we're talking about the same thing, but we're teaching them two totally different things. So we've got to make Absolutely. sure that just because we're men that we understand that it may not be our place for that season of our life to train, you know, in other words, I think you we we need to make sure we've gotten to a certain point. You know, it shouldn't be predicated upon age or you know, anything like that. I, I think, you know, to uh train up a young guy in the way he should go, there's 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 gotta be some criteria. Number one, in my opinion now, I think you need to know um you know, have some kind of relationship with God. And when I say that, you know, know what God expects. I think also you need to have uh, experienced it for yourself. And I think also that you, you ought to have some compassion. It shouldn't just be a job right. to you. Well, I'm going to spend three three days with this kid and that's it. No, we got to make it. We got to be committed, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, a, it's a lot to it, man. It's not just, um, you know, a job. It has to be. You know, with what I do every every day of my life, you know, it's not just um, 
a job is a calling. I mean, in all honesty, if I had to do it for free, I honestly would. But the truth of the matter is I thank God for my salary, but, you know, I would do it for nothing. And how many men would say, you know what, I can spend time with this kid. I'm just not fulfilling the quota. You know, we got to really want this young, to be able to pour into this young kid. We got to really want it. We want him to go the right way. We want him to be better than we are. We got to be willing to share our experiences at the right time, our failures, our success. You know, we got to teach him how to think. We got to teach him how to respond. Someone was just talking about how a man responds and reacts. We got to teach them about that. You don't make decisions quickly. You don't make them without thinking them through, without analyzing or whatever. So it's a lot that goes into this, man, and that keeps just kind of bouncing around in my spirit that, you know, make sure that that, that we are who we say we are because um, sometimes, man, we we have the wrong guys teaching. We, we, we have a, a, a someone that's old enough to be a man, but he still carries himself like a boy, and he's trying to teach other young boys. Well, well, the title, the topic is why should men accept the position as a positive role model? If you're not positive, you can't be a positive role model. That's just right. Uh, that's 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 an issue in itself. In order to be a positive role model, you must first be be positive. That's that kind of goes without without saying. How are you going to teach me positive if you're not positive? If you're not a man, how are you going to teach me right. to be a man? Right. Can I right. try? We have another something? call on the line. Oh, please, please do. Okay, so I think we're all talking about the same thing here, and. Even with a previous caller, I think that when he's saying that as long as the person is a decent human being, um, that he or she can raise the boy or girl to be um, a man or a woman, and and have them kind of you know I guess feel that role of what God had intended for them to be. Um, I think it's important that when in talking about this that we remember we're talking about children and children identify best with people who are like them so when you have a you know a young boy um he's going to kind of look for uh someone who looks like him to kind of take him under their wing and pull him along the way, so to speak, if he does not have his dad in the home with him. He's going to look for that role model. And on the aspect of it being a positive or not, well, when the boy is looking and searching for someone who looks like him that he can identify with, he he doesn't know what's positive and what's negative because he's a child. Children don't automatically know that. It's for us to teach them. And so I think that when we have this conversation, it's it's kind of two-part for us to remember. Children identify with people most closely like them, and, and two, you need to be a positive person, period. Whether you're a man or a woman, you still need to be positive because when you have these children searching for someone 
to help guide them because they're missing whatever mother or father in the household, then you want to make sure that, as Pastor said, you are who you say you are, and you pull them along in the right direction. Um, Because, again, they don't know one way from the other until we teach them right from wrong. Um, Very good. It's very good. Ray, what you got on that? Yeah, and our listening question, I guess, um, is how do they identify? As you say, does it come back to the household? Of how would they be able to see the positive and negative or no positive and negative uh, from a role model? Um, where does I guess that learning begins for them to be able to identify, I guess would be the question. Well, when initially the identification comes from what they see. So, okay, so our our oldest is, you know, he's a young black boy. And so he goes to school and some of his friends um, don't, most of his friends don't look like him, Right. And so he starts to want to, I guess, walk and dress and talk and act like they act because they're they're boys, they're his peers. So he's looking to do different things that they do. Not again, not knowing right from wrong. He's just identifying with his male counterpart. Um, and then there comes this thing where, and I'm, I don't want to jump off this topic, but there comes this thing where um, he's of a different race and they're of a different race than he is. So we have to teach him different ways to conduct himself because he's of a different race. And so then he starts to look more closely into that people who look more like him. So he's looking for a black man or, you know, a a, um, black teenager that he can identify and have more things in common with. So I think to answer your question first, it's, you know, girls look out, look for girls and boys look for boys. And then um, second, they identify with what looks closely more like them you know, race. And then again, when it comes to like values and character and knowing right from wrong, that's way down the line because they don't quite understand that as young people, not yet. Um, That's something that's taught through whoever they, um, whoever they're raised with or whoever they've seen act, you know, in a positive or negative way. Um, It just depends on, you know, on their upbringing and in their environment, on whether the the person they choose, because essentially young people kind of choose to follow or choose to emulate someone. Um, it just depends on you know those things afterwards. I agree. I think for well before we before I get into it, we have another call on the line. Uh, caller, feel free to jump in whenever you feel like it. So there's no pr- pressure. Whenever you're ready. Um, but I think that with that, my son 
you know, he 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 told me that I was his, his first superhero. I was his first hero, right? And that was pressure. <laughs> that that was pressure. But in that, I had to make sure that the example, like although I may have been a screwed up person uh, prior to his birth or or what have you, I need to make sure going forward that that all changed because I have those little eyes looking at me. They're looking at the way I drive. They're looking at the way I walk. They're looking at the way I, the way I carry myself, listen to the way I speak, how I conduct with other individuals, adults, men, women, black, white, what have you. So it is very important that in that positiveness, you, you must, if you're going to be around or influence anyone, you want it to be positive because now you have a duty to God and God will punish you accordingly if you lead the sheep the sheep astray. Pastor, help me out here. He will punish you for that. Let me let me give you uh, something a real life uh, example of a couple of years ago, a few years ago actually, I was. Um, teaching my son to drive. We were just out riding. And, um, you know, as far as just, you know, straight shot, he was fine or whatever. One of the things I kept noticing was every time that we would come to a stop sign, he would get close to it, and uh, he would never come to a complete stop. He would kind of roll up to it. You know, he would look both ways, and he would pull out. I didn't say anything, you know, the first couple of times. And finally I told him, I said, you know, it's time to stop, brother. You you know you gotta you gotta you gotta stop. You know, and so we 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 talked about it for a little bit, rode for a little longer. He kept doing the exact same thing, exact same thing, and finally asked him, "Why do you not stop?" And guess what he said? He said, "Daddy, that's what you, you do." And that's the, that's, the, that's that was that was that was that 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 was that smack in the face right there. So you know, one of the things that I, I learned not only from that, but you know, from this conversation tonight is if I'm going to be that trainer, if I'm going to train Ray, you know, since he's younger than I am, then guess what? I should never ask him to do anything that I'm not already doing. You know, I shouldn't ask Ray to, you know, to save money if I'm not saving. I shouldn't ask him, you know, hey, man, you need to avoid, you know, alcohol or, you know, tobacco or, or you know, whatever it may be. You know, if I'm sitting there with um, rum and coke in my hand, and so we've got to make sure that we understand that, you know, um, men, little boys also, are very visual. You know, they're, they're, they're visual. And because they're visual, you know, they're going to they're gonna watch what you're doing before they listen to what you're saying. And so um, you don't know how long somebody's been watching you. And guess what? I didn't realize that I didn't stop at stop signs. I had no idea. Nobody ever told me. Nobody. I mean, I've been breaking the law for years, you know. Police would have told you. Yeah, I've been training him without taking on the responsibility, and I think that's what's been disturbing, you know, since I've been on the call. Is that, you know, uh, how do I know it's time for me to step up and do that? Well, I've probably been doing it. I've probably been doing it and not aware of it because those little eyes are on you. They're watching everything you do, the way you do it, and um, they're drawn to that. 
they really are drawn to that. So um, uh, it's a lot of responsibility, man, and I think, honestly, that God's going to hold us, um, you know, accountable. The Bible does teach us about um, you know, the young women, tra- I mean, the older women training up the uh, the younger women, and likewise with the uh, older men. So we, we've got we got the responsibility. It's there, but we got to be old enough, I'm mature enough to say, you know what, um, I'm ready for that. I can I can take on that challenge. I can take on that challenge. So um, a lot of responsibility, but it's also a, a, in my opinion, an honor for one of you guys to say, hey, look, um, I'm going to drop my son off, and I need you to. You know, there's an area where I know that's your that's your area of expertise. This is not what I have, but I'm going to turn him over to you for this or whatever. And that's an honor, man, for, you know, you to entrust your child, even yourself, to say, show me how to do this. Show me how to do this. That says a lot. So uh, it's not only a responsibility, it's an honor. It's an honor to pour into someone because of those young kids, they're empty vessels. And anytime you get an empty vessel, they don't know anything other than what you give them. That's that's all that they know. So um, I think it's again a responsibility. Also, it's an honor, a privilege, and um, I don't think any of us should want young boys to go through, say what we went through. I don't know what you guys went through, but I know what I put myself through, and and I don't want them to go through that. And for that reason. That's why I want to invest in them and say, look, I know where the pitfalls are. I know where the the hindrances and the and the, and the roadblocks are. Let me show you where they are. Let me show you where they are. Let me show you how to avoid them, you know. And uh, But you got some that will train them and say, well, look, this is the way it works. If you hit that roadblock enough, then you'll learn. That's not the way to teach me, uh, at least not with me. I don't want you, I don't want to fall in the hole if I don't have to. So, anyway, I'm done, man. Y'all, y'all finish this up. No, you ain't done. You know, we enjoy hearing your 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 insights, your input, man. Don't be like that, man. Don't be selfish, man. <laughs> this 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 is your role, man. This this is you. You teaching us. You know, whether you believe it or not, <laughs> you teaching us. So don't don't fall back now. <laughs> <laughs> but what? But to piggyback to piggyback off that, you, you are you are absolutely right. You know, as with with that duty, with that responsibility, you know, it, it is an honor when when someone just asks you a simple question. You know, of how would you do this, or how did you do that? You know what I mean? To get to get that insight, they 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 are reaching out to you. So it's best that you. Answer with honor, answer with pride, and and make sure you have the respect in there when you when you when you're speaking because they're holding on to every word, every single word. Mm-hmm. And now I must say it doesn't all. I'm sorry, Ray. Go ahead, please. I'm not going ahead. Go ahead. It's and it's not always. Uh, a, a, a kid. It don't necessarily have to be a kid. Sometimes it's, it's an, another adult who value your your opinion or your advice. 
on how they would handle a situation. I'm sorry, on how you would handle a situation. So still, just because y'all are peers doesn't mean that you are less uh, responsible or less respectful in your answer. And I definitely agree with all that you said. And hearing what you said and what Pastor said, the word integrity keeps jumping out of me that in how you respond and how you act and how you present yourself, you got to do it with integrity, do it with confidence, do it with pride. Um, As Pastor was giving his example in regards to I can't ask someone to save if I'm not doing it myself, you know, a lot of normal responses that we hear people say sometimes in our community is do what I say, not as I do. And that's not the proper way to respond because, as you say, you have to lead by example, lead by your actions, not in your words, because what they're going to do is they're going to emulate and follow in that, okay, well, I can tell people the right thing to do, but I can still do what I want to do and just tell them, hey, do as I say, not as I do. You don't want to kind of start that process or start that chain uh, from continuing. You have to kind of change the verbiage, change the mindset, change the way people think in that they take responsibility, do things with honor, have pride in what they do. Um, And I think people kind of see that. As you say, eyes are always watching you. You never know who is watching you and how you're conducting yourself, how you're carrying yourself. Um, I can remember a couple of Sundays ago, a young lady at the church will say that, hey, I'm going somewhere. Can you watch my son for me? I was like, no problem. I got him. He okay. She kept asking me, well, do you need some money to feed him? I said, I got him. Go ahead. He okay. And she kept asking me, kept asking me. I was like, stop asking me the question. He's with me. I got him. Go do what you got to do. He'll be here when you get back, and he'll be all right. I'll feed him. Don't worry about it. And it's just those kind of things. And I'm sure he probably saw that, but I wanted him to know, hey, this is the thing you do. You know, you take care of responsibilities that sometimes may not be yours, but if you're called upon, you step up and you step up and show with actions that you can handle and take care of things. And um, that's just some things you have to do. And I guess showing what a positive role model do look like, because there are plenty of times responsibilities are going to be thrown at you. Things may be put on your plate, but how do you handle those things when they do happen? I, I think know, it's bro. important that you want me to go? Yes, please do. Okay. I think I think it's important that um you you you're cognizant of how you approach a situation. Um I learned a long time ago from this job that I had. I was a supervisor and um of course it had different roles of of individuals, the individuals that reported to me had different roles and responsibility within the corporation that we worked for. And um, it was my job as their manager to, one, teach them how things should be done and, um, two, get in the grind with them when, you know, we were overwhelmed with customers or what have you. And so there were that how you earn respect and not only that when you get out there and you're teaching someone you, you know you don't just tell anyone to you know go wash that car 
you get out there and you teach them the way to wash the car. You teach them how to put the water in the bucket, where to put the soap, what point to put the soap in, um, how to, you know, if you like to wash the car in circles or lengthwise or whatever it is, however it is, you probably learn. You teach that individual the same way. And when you're out there and, and you're working and you're teaching and you're talking, you're having memorable conversations, one. Two, you're teaching them how to do something, which is if it's um, how to be a man or how to respond to a situation, you're out there teaching them. And then three, you're building that level of respect for you because they see, you know what, this man ain't going to tell me just to get out here and wash the car. And he sit on the couch and he kick his feet up and eat popcorn just, you know, saying, well, I work, I pay the bills, you, you know, I pay for the car, you need to clean it. Um, so you're building that mutual respect between you and the boy or your peer um, so that they understand that when they get older, this is how it's done, you know, and you're spending time with that person that, you know, and you're pouring into them all at the same time. So I think it's only beneficial to lead by example. You you want me to wash a car? You come show me how to wash a car. And not that you have to do it with me every time because once I've learned it, I got it. But every once in a while when you stick your neck out here and say, hey, you know, let me bring you some water. I'm just coming out here to, you know, give you a break or whatever. You know, you got that respect there. So then they trust you to teach them more. Sound like you've established like, a relationship. Huh? Sound like you've established a relationship in that. Yeah, you have to. That's the only way. You know, you, I don't want you to teach me none of If you're not going to pour into me, you know, you just want to you, you wanna come and teach me how to watch car and then I never see you again. Um, in order for you to teach someone how to do anything, Relationship building is the key component because without that, what are you doing? Hmm. If you don't build a relationship, what are you doing? What's what's your purpose? If you're not here, even if it's for, like Pastor said, there's a season. So you may not, that relationship doesn't have to last two, three, four years. The relationship can last one month, two months, whatever the season is for that relationship or for you to teach that person whatever it is, you have to establish a relationship. Establishing that is that opens the, the trust line. When you trust someone, you communicate with them. But when you trust someone, more than likely you're going to respect them, and then you're going to respect them enough to take in what they have to say and believe that it's the right thing that you know whatever they're saying is is the right thing to do or, or the right thing to say in situations. You know, if if you don't build a relationship with a person, what's what's the point? I want to I want to go back real quick. I want to tap into what Monica just said, but I also want to go back real quick to something. I believe it was something that Ray said. He was talking about how someone entrusted their kid to him. They had, I don't know if it was an error in the run or something at church, but 
And they kept saying, do you need some money to feed him? He said, I got him, whatever, whatever. And and my question was, what I was thinking when he was saying that, is why did she trust uh, Ray and not, you know, Philip Jenkins over there? Why did she trust Ray and not Deacon Flapjack? Why Ray? What made her go directly to Ray? You know, unless Ray, Ray is all that and all that fine and six nine two twenty five and all that, you know, maybe that's got something to do with it. I don't know, but I think it's because of that word. I think it's because of that word integrity. In other words, she's been watching. She she knows there's something about him that you know gives me that level of confidence that says he's not going to hurt my child. He's not going to hurt me. And I think that we got to look at that. We got to watch how we carry ourselves. Can people trust us, you know, with, you know, their most valuable possessions? You know, can can I trust you to go and valet park my car? Are you going to take it joyriding? You know, can I trust you to, to, you know, to wash my vehicle? Well, if I see yours and it's dirty, no, you're not washing mine, you know. So I, I think that word integrity goes, I mean, it goes so far. And I think that the way that we carry ourselves, I mean, how many times have um, people came to us because of, you know, uh, they someone referred them? You know, I got a good hair. Where'd you get your hair cut? Okay, just because my hair is cut nice, they've never seen the barber. Don't know where the shop is. But because my hair is cut nice, they'll say, well, let me go check this out for myself. And so if we don't take shortcuts, if we do things the right way, if we – you know, uh, do it the way, I mean, with excellence all the time, that's going to draw people to us. And how many businesses, uh, ventures have been established, you know, multi-million dollar businesses, all because, you know what, just word of mouth, just the way we carry ourselves. And then to maintain it goes to what Monica was talking about, that word relationship. You know, not only do we have to have a relationship with, you know, each other, but we have to have a relationship with what we do. In other words, because I'm a pastor, I just can't wake up and say, I'm pastor. I got to have a relationship with that to where I study my craft, I invest in my craft, so that when I do stand, this I have that confidence in what I'm saying, and I can back it up, you know, obviously with the, with the, with the Word of God, and it can explain it in a way where they can, you know, um, uh, 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 take it in. So all I'm saying, man, is these words you guys are throwing around, that's some powerful words, integrity and character and, and relationship and all of that. All of that matters. That really, really matters. So even when we think we think that we're alone, you know, someone's watching. Someone's watching the way you drive, the way you dress, because if you got your pants hanging down and and all this, no, I, I don't want you to watch my kids. You know, I I just don't want that. I want, I don't, I don't want that. I need to know. Yeah, I need to know this thing is 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 above board. I I don't want. I I, I took a tour today. It has nothing to do with this. But I just want to tell you about it. But I took a tour today, um, of what they call a chicken plant, and they provide chicken to Chick-fil-A, they provide it to whatever, whatever, whatever. And I went by this one one place, 
I mean, they slaughtered the, the, the bird and, you know, you know, everything. They, you know, they, they, the chicken leg, the wing, the breast, they do all of that. But this one guy, this one guy just blew me away. As nasty as the place was, as loud as it was in there, the guy told me, he said, man, he said, you know what? He said, hold on a minute. He was doing a tour. He said, hold on a minute. I'm like, okay, no big deal. And he went over and he explained something to someone on a machine, and he came back. He said, see, um, the problem is that I need to get somebody else over here because what she's doing, it would pass inspection, but it won't pass mine. And I'm like, well, mm. you know, if it'll pass inspection, why not let it go on? He said, because my standards are higher than the company's. That's somebody that I, you know, that's somebody I won't cut my chicken if I'm going to eat it. You know, all I'm saying, man, is the way you carry yourself, you know, the way you carry yourself matters. And people do watch. People see you. People see, you know, you. they listen to what you're saying. Um, I don't want to go to a church with a pastor that's always, you know, talking about theology and he's talking like this and he's got this monotone voice and he's never – done anything wrong he's you know i can't do i'm not saying anything's wrong with it i can't go there you know i can't go there. i gotta have somebody i can have a good time with well, every now and then or whatever so you you just i don't know these words like i said are really speaking volumes to me character integrity relationship things of that nature and so that lady saw something in ray that says i can trust him with my child I know that even if I don't give my child money, guess what? If he says he's going to feed him, when I get back, my child will not be hungry. That's saying something to me. Uh-huh. That that, Come on, man. That, that speaks volumes to me. You know what an honor that is? Wow. That's Ray, Honorable Ray. Now, <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny because I was, I was at a crossroad, and uh, I had – the shop had just opened. I was the only one in there. And this guy pulled right up to my window, parks his motorcycle right outside my window. And I'm like, what the hell? So I get up. I'm going I'm like, yo, um, you just going to leave your bike here? And he was like, yeah. I'm like, but all these parking spots out here. And he was like, yeah, so, and I'm like, so, and I glanced back, and there were four kids, teenage, teenagers in the shop looking at me, so I couldn't go in the old Mr. Quick. I couldn't handle it that way. I had to handle it the way that would continue these kids on the right and narrow of being respectful young men. So I said, would you please move your bike to one of the parking spots or at least get it from in front of my window, please. He, he huffed and puffed and said something that he came and actually moved the bike to the parking spot. And the kid said, well, what did he say? I said, it doesn't matter as long as he moved the bike. But inside of me, I'm, I'm, as the old people say, I'm 38 hot. I'm I'm livid. Like, I wanted to kick this bike over, drag it to the, you know. But I couldn't do that because these young guys watching me. 
and that wouldn't have helped them in life resolve conflict. You know what I mean? So that was one. And I knew at that moment, like, like, God, I have grown. I have grown. I have grown. Thank you. Because the old me, it would have been real bad. With no cuss words. I'm with no cuss words. And everybody who know me knows that, you know, <laughs> it's, hey, it's like Richard Pryor the Red what? Fox. That's why. That's the only reason I call you, so I can hear a couple during the week, you know. <laughs> oh my god! Oh man. But I, I, I did, I did that this time because these kids are watching. So do you think that we do? Do you think that we do more teaching that we're unaware of than we do that we, you know, are aware of? In other words, those kids were watching. You don't know who was watching. I don't know in a car sitting in the parking lot. You you just don't you just don't know. You know. So I think a lot of our teaching probably uh, goes, you know, un, unnoticed. I mean, really, there's somebody that's watching you, that's, especially young boys. They they, they really want to know. I think they really want to know, you know. Uh, if you watch a basketball, you'll see kids shooting the, the basketball now from half court because they see watch Steph Curry doing it. They've seen him enough. You know they'll 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 move uh, like James Harden. They'll do this. They'll do that. All because they watch it and whatever they watch, they imitate. So um, again, I'm convinced, man. There's a lot of teaching that's going on that we're we're just unaware of. I mean, I really do uh, believe that. Well, I agree. It goes back to integrity. You know, you you do what's right. You you speak what's right. You be the example even when no one's around, even when you don't know that you're being watched. It's imperative that you are maintaining your integrity. It's imperative that you are, you know, doing the right thing at all times. And even if, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to let somebody else, even if, they're just watching to see you do something wrong or to see you mess up. They're still watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is a teaching opportunity. I mean, we, we got we to gotta know that. Every time you go out that door, it's a teaching moment, you know, and it's also an opportunity to learn. And so we've got to understand, man, that, Every every time you get up, man, it's, it's there's an assignment out there, and sometimes that assignment is revealed, and sometimes that assignment is concealed. But you got to know that I got I, I mean, man, can you do the right thing when nobody's looking? I mean, can you really do the right thing when nobody's looking, or do you take the shortcut? I mean, what what you know, what are we gonna do, man? We're gonna we're gonna do it, uh, you know. The right way or our way, 
and our way should be the right way. But uh, so many of us, man, we just, it's like we've already clocked out. You know, it's over. No, somebody's watching you. Somebody's watching how you pump your gas. Somebody's watching if you pull up to the gas pump and your music is loud. Somebody's listening to what type of music you're listening to. You know, you'd be surprised. You would really be surprised at what people know about you, you know, and they do it based on, you know, um, the example that we left. And so I I think we just got to be aware that whether we step up and accept the responsibility or not, we are teaching. We we are teaching, no doubt about it. We are, I remember that incident with the with the bike being parked outside your shop. You know, I remember him talking about it. One of the things I I love to say to uh, him from time to time is, you passed the test. You you really passed the test. You know, because um, like you said, there was a time he probably would have body slammed the bike and the man and everybody else. You know, but but again. He handled it in a way that apparently impressed those young guys. And uh, who's to say that young guy won't go back and, you know, have some type of confrontation in school, and instead of pulling out a 9 millimeter shooting up the school, he'll say, you know what, let me just talk to him and everything will be okay. Man, we just don't know. And little things that we think don't mean anything, I'm telling you, that little ripple can make a lot of waves. I agree. Ray, what you got, bro? I wholeheartedly agree with everything uh, you and Pastor were saying. Uh, I think a lot of our lessons that we do teach come from us really not knowing that we're teaching a lesson because people's eyes are constantly on us. Even when you think ain't nobody watching you, somebody's eyes is watching you do something. And it's in those moments, as in your example, you had – there's no telling what that moment might mean for them later on down the line in their life when they're caught in that type of situation. At least they'll have some kind of visual example of what to be able to do. And instead of seeing another example that may be on TV or something like that where all they're probably going to do is fight because of ratings and stuff that they see on TV, they can see where there's a different way to handle it, de-escalate the situation, you know, and no matter how you were feeling on the inside, you didn't let that show on the outside. And that was something that they can at least have a picture of to be able to emulate. Because they say most of us emulate what we do see. And, Pastor, even when you was asking the question, what made the young lady let me, uh, you know, look after her child that day, it goes back to what Monica said. I built a relationship with them. It was Sundays after church. I'd be like, how are your grades looking? Um, how was your math test? Cause I know that you're struggling in that. How is that going? Are you getting better? It's those little side conversations that, you know, I ain't think nobody was looking. I'm just trying to make sure he good. He's doing well that she did say, Hey, can you keep him? And I said, I got him, you know, but it took that time of building the relationship with him. Like Monica said, it takes those kind of steps and things like that to be able to build that relationship, gain that trust. And to the point that she felt well, well comfortable to let me look over her child and say, you know, I got him. I'll make sure he'll eat. We'll eat. He's good. And everything was good. And who's to say what that example may do when he gets older? Maybe he can pass that down the line. Because all we're doing is trying to teach 
another generation so that they can pass it down the line and pass it down the line so it doesn't get lost in the shuffle of what it is to have a positive role model in the actions and things that uh, a person or a man is actually supposed to exude. Pay it forward, absolutely. You know, people don't don't believe when you when you invest in people that the pay the return of that the payback for that is actually loyalty. So, with that, this kid is is you know, if he see Ray carrying the trash out to the church, he go come up and go up and help Mister Ray, Uncle Ray, Step Daddy Ray, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> The case may be, or it he he will, because that relationship has been established. I was I was in the Navy, uh, I was welding by myself, young, fresh out of boot camp, and uh, the captain was in, doing his rounds, and he came down after he finished, took off his his blouse, put on some leathers, and started welding with me, and I was like, shit, like, like, man, like. This is the captain. This is, you know, the CO of the boat, the commanding officer. He's down there beside me welding. And that did something to me. And I was like, you know, not only would I follow him to hell, but I'll fight in hell with him. Because you don't find that. You usually find people who just point fingers and, and give directives without actually doing the work. But to see him get down in the trenches with me and put in work, listen, man. I had a new respect for him, a whole new respect. So with, with Ray doing that with this kid, there's a whole new respect for Ray with this kid. With Ray just asking him, how was that math test? You know what? If you need help with addition, hey, you call me. I'm your man. I might not help you with subtraction, but I can add like hell. This kid will forever be loyal to Ray and will never want to dis- disappoint Ray. Period. So he's going to go do this math test and give his 110% just so when he talked to Ray, he could say, I passed. I got 100. And see, a single mother, she has to be careful um, as to how, you know, who she trusts. But Okay, if if that single mother's already built that relationship with Ray, and then her son starts to, you know, have some issues, whether it's in school or, you know, sports, you know, girls, it, it doesn't matter. Now, you know, if she desires, she can freely go to Ray and know that he's gonna give her, give him, give her son, you know, the 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 the, the, the right advice or whatever, and that's. You know, again, that goes back to what Monica said about building relationships. And, you know, um, and the Bible, the, whole, the entire Bible is about nothing but relationships. I mean, that's just that's what it's all about, you know. And um, uh, to be honest with you, we kind of misquote some things in the Bible. The Bible says uh, be fruitful and multiply. And it does say that, but not necessarily talking about go out making a bunch of babies. But, you know, in other words, Adam and Eve, once they became uh got in a proper relationship, they were able to bear fruit. They were able to do, you know, what God required. And what we've got to understand is whenever, you know, um, two people can come together and establish a relationship, you know what, we're able to bear some fruit. And that fruit may be changing the life of 
a young kid. And there may not be any pay um, involved, but it's the reward of it, knowing that I helped change a kid, you know. And, uh, you know, when that kid has a a special day or whatever, you show up, you know, just, just because you knew it when he was growing up. Man, that means the world to a kid. That means the world to a kid. I mean, I, you know, sometimes I get a little tired of going to, to schools and things of that nature, but if a kid's going to be celebrated or if a kid's having trouble and I'll say, you know, I'm going to have lunch with you today or whatever, sometimes they want it, sometimes they don't, but just the fact that they see me walk through that door and I took literally 30 minutes, that's all it takes, to just say, as, as he said, I, I really wanted to have a lunch with you, but I really wanted to pray before you had that math test. Man, that means the world to a kid, and they don't forget that. Every one of us can remember somebody, whether it was a father, grandfather, Uncle Buck, or, you know, old man Jones, somebody that poured into us, somebody that, that taught us a valuable lesson somewhere. You'll never forget them, man. You'll never forget them. And so in our generation, it's our season now. We got to step up. We got to know that every time I step foot out that door, somebody is watching. You know, somebody is watching, and I got to be on my A every time I go out there. I cannot uh, take a day off. I I can't do it. I got to make sure because I'm impacting somebody every time that I go. You know, I'm giving somebody else hope, you know, or whatever. So, um, um, good subject tonight. Good, great subject tonight, actually. Wife, what you got? I know you with us. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Um, next, I mean, I think, you know, we've, we've covered it all. You know, being being positive person with integrity or well, positive man with integrity and um just i i guess when in, in this whole conversation when when we're talking about you know single mothers and earlier on i, I had asked asked a question about what you know how to handle a situation if the mother has had bad experiences with men and um something that that just keeps coming back to me in this conversation, I don't know why, is that when we are, when the men, when when you pick up and you kind of fill in the blanks and try and help single mothers with their boys, um, I don't know why, but it just keeps coming in my spirit. You got to be careful with that because, got to make sure that the lines don't get blurred and I, I say that to say you're helping you're doing that for the child not for the mom so that you make sure that your position in this young man's life is just that in this young man's life and um, because when lines get blurred and intent isn't spoken, um, then you create a situation where you're not a positive role model at all. You're just another man that his mom has had a bad relationship with. So you got to be careful when you you reach a helping hand in these situations and make sure that the relationship is established 
with the boy because that's who you are going to help. That's who you're going to guide, not with the mom. Because when you establish the relationship with the mom, it's all bad. Wow. I just uh, had to say that. I don't know I why. Agree. I don't no. know why that was. No, that that was very that was very that was very important, and that's you know a perspective that we didn't look at as men. Where you, in in some instances, we're 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 a little slow to catch on. You know what I mean? Which, and I'm saying this because we're it's got to be like blatant right in front of us. We're not looking for that because our intentions are helping this kid. It's not about nothing else but this kid. So if the lines are blurred now, shit, you damn near took on the road of stepdaddy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you got to make sure, like you said, that, that, that it is established, that it, that the communication is there, that it, it's, it's solely about this kid. You know, when you, when you do this, I want to help him be a better man. Well, be a be a be a man. Um, this has nothing to do with, you know, you and I. You don't need to call me and talking about bills or your day. It's simply about this little fellow here. Yeah, you can't. I mean, it's a, I know I'm sure it happens, but you know, you should never turn your kid into bait. I mean, you're not fishing, man. You know and. You know, I know I'm sure, I'm sure there's some women that, well, you know, can you help my child? And you're using the, the kid to get to the man. And then sometimes I'm sure the man is like, let me help you with that kid because you're trying to get to the woman. That kid is not bait. And, and we got to make sure that we can separate the two. Now, if you're interested in the sister, you step to the sister, but don't use the man to get to the sister. If you want the brother, then, you know, you go to proper path and you do that but don't don't use the kid to to don't use the kid to do that that's that's not i think that's just foul to do to do that so i think that's probably why it jumped up in monica's spirit like that because it happens unfortunately it really happens but you know uh honestly and i'm gonna ask the two of you i mean i I think i already know the answer but can you help um, – I'll use my sister as an example. Uh, you know, she's single or whatever. Can you help my sister, you know, with her son without any strings attached? Can you guys do that? Can you separate the two? Might be the most gorgeous woman you ever met or whatever, but can you can you keep your focus where it needs to be? And if so, tell me how you do that, so other men can, so other men can understand how do I, how do I help this kid without, you know, looking at this fine woman. Well, what I what I would do in in my profession, you know, first we'll start, you know, a little simple conversation between me and the kid, you know, and as he's comfortable and she's comfortable with me, you know, being his barber, you know, I tell her, you know. Go on outside. Go on, you know, run your air, do what you got to do. He's okay. You know, we'll be all right. And keep it that way. There's no, 
no need for us to communicate outside of that chair. You know what I mean? Because that's not our relationship. I can do just as much talking and teaching while I'm cutting his hair while he's waiting to be serviced or after the service is over, then me got to go by the house after work or, or going to the, you know what I mean? Like have to interact as a family, you know what I mean? So this kid is right here. We'll talk right here. You see what I mean? So that way it's not, it's not blurred. And if, and if it's one of those things where, you know, it's more serious then now I got to come home and have a conversation. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, this, you know, she won't really be the boy's God daddy or, you know what I mean? Type shit like that. You know what I mean? Like you got to, you got to have a conversation if it's going beyond that chair. But just me asking you, you know, how school, you know, Hey man, did you ever uh, get that grade up? What have you, you know, that's, that's in a chair conversation. Yeah, and listen, you talk about that, it just sounds like it's more or less like you're doing, setting the boundary. You know, this is where this interaction will take place for me to impart into this young man, not crossing any blurred lines of things of that nature. And when you really focus in on trying to help the young man get better, if you try to cross that line, you'll more likely end up doing more damage to him than actually helping him because he's going to look at you differently and look at you like all the other men that come in mama life and hurt mama. And then he's going to say, okay, men just try to use me to get the mom now. So he's going to put up a wall with men. So like one little small act like that could have a very adverse effect to his being raised and his interaction and relationship with men down the line based upon a decision like that. And sometimes you got to look, like I said, at things and consequences of action and if a man has to, a man really needs to look at those consequences because one action can make so many ripple effects that could affect people, not just in that present moment, but people down the line at the same time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, we have this kid coming there. One of my, one of the other barbers, one of my coworkers, he's, here's him and, and two, two women. And this kid, I mean, from long fingernails to uh, the 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 fish handshake, like it's all bad. You know, he come around there with like the shirt tied around his waist, just just all bad. And I'm like, you know, I'm talking to him, and and uh, the guy was like, you know, won't you let him hang out hang out with us a little bit? You know, just just some things that's just a little. So she like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So he was there about an hour, maybe an hour and a half, and he's sweeping the shop, and, and we're talking and, you know, telling him to share with his chest, you know, take the shirt from around his waist, and, and you know, he'll go over there, and, and my man will, will spit to him, and she came back to pick him up. She hugged him, the the, the bar, his barber, and she was like, thank y'all, brother, so much, and she came over towards me, and I gave a fist bump, like, nah, I don't, I don't need no hugs, you know. I'm I'm cool on that. You know, we'll take this fist bump and we'll keep it pushing. You know what I mean? Because 
one, I don't, <laughs> we ain't doing all that. We ain't over there. No gate. Ain't going to be no no nothing. It ain't none of that. And uh, after they left, they kind of joked me for that at the shop because they were like, damn, dog, like, she came in for the hug and you you curved her. I'm like, shit, because that ain't what it's about. That ain't what it's about. Maybe that's the reason why, you know, her son is the way he is because he's, he see her hugging everybody, or who knows? But you gotta you gotta keep those lines clear, and and the the thicker the the thicker the lines, the wider the lines, the less chance of it being blurred. And maybe that hug would have blurred those lines, and I ain't having that because it ain't that type of party. Pastor, what you got? Are he are he bumbling over there? What you got? Nah, man. I was, I was getting my good night hug from my daughter, man. That's all. I'm good. I'm good. No, man. Okay. Listen, um, I have to, um, you know, I I have to be very conscious of this, um, you know, and what I do. I, you know, oftentimes, you know, young women will come, and not just young women, older women also will come, and they'll say, well. Um, I'd like you to talk to my son. He's hanging out with, you know, my bad group or, you know, whatever. I talk to my son about sports. He or he won't listen to me or he whatever, whatever. And, you know, I think it's just legitimate uh, conversation. But then uh, at some point it's like, okay, now was this – I got – in other words, I got to be able to discern the truth about it. I got to make sure that it is. What it is, you know, and uh, and oftentimes it is something a little more than uh, than you know than it is supposed to be. And the reason I say that is because there are a lot of people out there that's just hurting, and they're you know a lot of women. What they'll do with me, they don't necessarily want me, but they'll use me to get back at the child's father. They'll use me to get at their husband and say, you know what, you know, if you were more like Pastor Robinson, and I'm like, oh, man, I got to say one of the quick cuss words right quick, you know, because this don't make sense. And don't don't use me to, to you know, to, to help your cause or to compare me to your man or whatever, you know. You didn't tell me there was a man involved in this situation. You asked me to talk to your kid. So we got to be careful, man. We got to be proudful. We got to be, you know, um, and we got to be, you know, wise when it comes to, you know, the the, the examples that we're, uh, you know, laying out there. Because, I mean, sometimes you got to listen to what they're asking you to do and you got to see what needs to be done. And, you know, like you said, you know, okay, we're not going to do the hug thing. I'm I'm good with that. Well, also, I'm not going to meet you at go to your house to show your kid how to do anything. I have no business at your house. That's a date. We're not we're not doing that. So we got to be mm-hmm. wise with, with with the assignment. You know, if if everybody understands what I'm saying, you know, don't miss the assignment, sure. but don't <laughs> definitely don't uh, miss the signs either. Don't miss that, man. Don't mm-hmm. get don't get caught up. You know, don't get caught up in a trap now. Trying to fulfill an assignment, so um, this is a big subject, man. This 
It's sad that society has gotten to the point to where you got to be leery of how you help somebody and who you allow to help. And it's just sad that we've gotten to that point. But even though we are here, we still have that responsibility. And if we'll just do the right thing with integrity, with character, if we'll just do the right thing, you know, even with the chivalry and all of that, that's going to speak more volumes than anything. If we do that with the right heart, right mind, right intentions, it's going to bear major fruit, and it's going to make a difference. You may not reach a 1,000 boys, but you may reach one or two. And if you get that one or two, that one or two can shock the world, no doubt about it. So let's talk about it, fellas. About it, about it. Ray, what you got on that, brother? I mean, I agree with everything Pastor said. <laughs> I mean, everything he was saying was right on point. I mean, I mean that's like I say, it's a very heavy topic, but we we're here in this position now, and and it's like, how do we get that back? How do we get back to having those role models in there so we can start affecting change and starting in the household, and then moving from there on out? Um, so I like that very heavy topic. He's right on point with everything that we have to do and all the actions and attributes that we have to exude on a daily basis. So, oh, yeah, definitely agree. Wife. I'm here. What's your thoughts? I think we've we've said it all, you know. Just, um, we've, we've said it all. You got to do, you got to do the right thing. And and figure your role and and be a positive role model and and do it with, um, I guess caution. You know, make sure you're doing it for all the right reasons, and you know, make sure you're in it for all the right reasons. Because you know, the last thing you want to do is make a young boy um, worse off than he already is just by mm-hmm. crossing lines that shouldn't be crossed. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Now, I'm, and I'm honestly, gonna go ahead and re- regardless, sorry, one more thing, regardless of, you know, regardless of what the woman is seeking, if you see a young boy in need of um, a male role model, regardless, you know, she may be looking for a baby daddy or, or a boyfriend or whatever, you know, what she's looking for has nothing to do with your responsibility in that young man's life. So you got to, you know, you you got to, first of all, understand what your job is um, and just know that if your job is to, is to bring that young man up and, you know, talk to him about whatever it may be, then whatever it is she's looking for, you should already know she got to find that somewhere else. Um, That responsibility, in my mind, the responsibility of setting those boundaries is on the man. Oh, it's always, it's, 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 it's on the man. And if she's, if she's, you know, an honorable woman, then she's going to be, be upfront in the, in the very beginning, you know, Mm -hmm. period. She ain't going to say, I want him to have a, a mentor or a positive role model. She's going to say, I want him to have a daddy. Now you can say, nah, that ain't, that ain't, uh, absolutely, 
Absolutely, but I'm saying, I mean, because you know, I didn't worry like that because I wasn't thinking about the deception. I'm just simply thinking about, mm-hmm. you know, having having a, a a good impact on on these kids that we come across. Mm-hmm. Period. But just like you said, you know, women could, or Pastor said that, you know, women can use that as a gateway. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I don't think we should let that detour us from the mission. You know, Pastor was saying, you know, about that, uh, don't compromise and proceed with caution and, and all that good stuff. Uh, paraphrasing, of course. I think that absolutely you still got to stand strong in your position because you're a man. You know, if your intentions is this, let it be about this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You set the tone. Because the moment you do, she'll be like, oh, he's just like the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And it goes downhill from there. You don't get to accomplish the goal. If the mission is to is to to be a positive influence and and teach this young man um, a couple of things about this thing we all are trying to do called life or what have you. If that's the mission, you know, you stay focused on the mission, and you know, one step at a time, you you've accomplished what you set out to do. Absolutely. Mission first. Well, that's it. Everybody heart's pure, clean. Anything on your mind? I'll tell you that quietness is everybody heart's clear. Pastor, thank you very much. Ray, my brother, my twin, thank you. We have a birthday coming up. I'm going to be the first to wish you a happy birthday in advance. Wife, there you thank go. you very much. Uh, so, Pastor, let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and take it home. Yes, sir, no doubt. Lord, thank you so much for the open discussion on tonight. Thank you so much for all the input, the honesty. Um, just thank you so much, God. Uh, I don't know, God. I, I just believe someone is being blessed. I know that I am being enlightened every week, just hearing other opinions on things, but it just matters so much. And they don't realize it oftentimes, God, but everything they're discussing is really just written in your word. And so I thank you for that. And I pray that someone that was listening tonight will um, have a little more light shed on a situation that they may have been struggling with. I pray that for men in general, that we understand that you know, we can give help, but we have to be the right help. We've got to make sure that uh, we're not asking them to do something that we're not already doing. Help us, God, to be able to um, uh, fulfill our assignments and not get sidetracked. Help us to understand that when we go out, they are watching the way we dress, the way that we carry ourselves, the way that we interact with other people. Help us to know, God, that we may never meet all the folk that we impacted, but if we carry ourselves the right way, uh, we ne- will never know the impact that we had on other on the lives of countless other people. So thank you so much, God. Thank you so much again for this uh, 
ministry. That's what I want to call it. Some just say it's a call, but I call it a ministry. Thank you so much. I know that it is definitely making a difference. Keep your hand on it. Uh, the visionary God, I pray that you keep your hand on him, him and his wife. I pray that you will uh, bless Ray, I think it is, Lord. He's got a birthday coming up, and help him not to take that for granted. Help him to realize how blessed he is to see another birthday. And, Lord, help us again to just keep moving forward, keep trying to inspire week after week. We don't have all the answers, but we do know who the answer comes from. So, Lord, help us to continue to grow, continue to learn, continue to impact, and may you get the glory and we get the benefit. Thank you so much. It is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you all. That concluded. We will resume next week, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tell a friend, and we'll be waiting and listening. Until then, peace.